there's a huge right now energy crisis with kids and it's especially exaggerated and amplified by social media. And this is where the energy is killing these kids. And it kills adults, by the way, too. It's really simple. It's where I was at 36 years old when my best friend wouldn't even go to the masters with me to the cabins between who I am and who I want people to think I am. This is what we have to help these kids with. We have to help them understand that they are fine with who they are. We don't care what other people think we are. And that focus needs to change or we're all going to be in trouble. We're gonna lose all the potential that we have. I work with Chris Gardner. Uh, he wrote the movie Pursuit of Happiness. And I always tease him, you got the book wrong. He's like, you and Will Smith, he's like, what do you mean? I go, there's no pursuit of happiness. Happiness is the pursuit. But he tells me all the time, he speaks at 2,000 uh, schools a year and he's like, our bench is deep. Our bench is deep. We may not understand everything all these kids are doing, but our bench is deep. And we need to make sure that we're developing our bench because the starters are gonna be much better than they are today if we can get them to understand I am, not this is what I think, I want them to think I am. It's a huge crisis right now, an energy crisis. It's sucking the energy out of the inspiration out of everyone. And so Rob gave me that lesson but I wasn't ready for it. So I told Rob, my best friend, I hate you. <laughs> what kind of friend are you? I can't believe this is the way you would treat me when I'm inviting you to the masters. And then two weeks later, my life would change forever. And this is when I would enter the new world with the realization. I was going, I uh, marketed and worked with a guy named Little John. Uh, he's a rapper, <clears throat> shorter than me, so I liked him. Uh, <laughs> John invited me to the Grammy Awards. He was being honored at the Grammys. I asked my wife if I could go. I had three daughters under the age of eight at the time. She said, I really don't think you should go. You're not paying attention to the family. You're not paying attention to your work and you're partying way too much. I'm worried about you. And of course I lied to her <laughs> and I went to the Grammy Awards. I came home at 5.30 in the morning, a complete wreck. She was waiting for me. And instead of being excited to see me at 5.30 in the morning, you can imagine, her response to me was, I'm leaving you, I'm not happy, and you better take stock in who you are, not who you want people to think you are. Imagine, sorry, if your mom knew the truth of who you were, because I do. And you better take stock in who you were and what you want to become, because you're gonna end up dead you're gonna end up dead and I don't wanna be around it and I don't want my girls around it either. I wish I was ready to hear that, but I told her the same thing. I told my mom, my dad, and my best friend, F you, I hate you, how dare you. I remember going like this, look around you. Who do you think did all of this? That was my answer, look around you. All the cars, the Ferrari, the plane, the boat, look around, who do you think did all of this? The person you, you, I want you to think I am. That's who did it. But I went to bed, woke up full of hate, thinking in my mind, in the world of just enough, I'm gonna take their happiness away. All of them, no more money, no more trips. I'm gonna get a lawyer. I'll show my wife. Money buys happiness, it also will take it away. And as I sat there on my bed, so angry at everything, 
Ironically, right, I'm in the biggest glamorized stock in the world, right? It's bad enough to know who you are and then for everyone to believe who you want them to believe you are and then be envious of you when you, all you are is empty in a world of just enough. It was awful and I woke up so full of hate and I'm thinking, I hate my mom, I hate my dad, I hate my best friend, I hate my wife. And lo and behold, here I was six years later, looking in my closet, and for the first time in years, what do I see? That goddamn jacket. <laughs> that jacket. Now I remember telling my mom one time, I don't believe in God. My mom's very religious. My brother's a rabbi, went to Harvard, extreme religious scholar. He has studied religious studies. He was working for Clinton. He has a PhD in social ethics. And here the other son says, I don't believe in God. And all my mom said was, oh, you believe in God. You just believe in the wrong God. I look at that jacket and I realized what God she meant. Because I looked at it and I said to myself, I don't hate my mom, my dad, my best friend, or my wife. I hated myself. I hated myself because I lived my life of what I wanted everyone to think I am. I was running the most notable sports agency in the world. I was worth over $100 million. I could not only buy anything I wanted, I could do anything that billionaires couldn't do with the access that I had and the people I surrounded myself with. And I was miserable and a glamorized stuck. So I sat down and realized that I was a liar, a cheater, a manipulator, an overseller, and a back-end seller. A genetic and an energetic inheritance that has now elevated my own awareness to who I am. And the only way out of it was to teach values. So I took stock in who I was, and I took stock in these four values, and I've been teaching them for 17 years. These four values helped me two years later when I lost everything. I lost everything, over $100 million, but I didn't lose my wife, I didn't lose my kids, and I didn't lose my life. In fact, what scared my wife the most out of losing everything was how calm I was because I had a source of faith 